Welcome to the wonderful world of Pokemon. I'm one of your, well, players, uh, Bobby Fisher, and on the line with me, as as per usual, is Sky. Hello, I'm the other player. He's the other player. He's player two. <laughs> We're equal co-players. <laughs> You're player one and I'm player A. Yes, player one and player A. Or the Mongooses. The Fighting Mongooses. That's a cool team name. That is a cool team name. That is a cool team name. Shout out to all of you Futurama fans who just got that reference. <laughs> I would have said the Fire Ferrets, but that's cool. <laughs> the Zangooses. The Fighting Zangooses. Uh, they're, they're cat ferrets. Or yeah. carrots. <laughs> that's... Sky, this is why you were never put in charge of naming animals <laughs> when they were discovered. Look, Zangoose is the cat ferret Pokemon, so he's a carrot Pokemon. Okay, that's fair enough. That is not my fault. That is Pokemon's <laughs> fault. Uh, absent from today's episode is our GM, uh, Lucas, uh, sometimes known as GM Starson. Uh, he's going through a lot right now, just working on moving. We've all been there. It is a hassle. Let's wish him well throughout this. Uh, yeah, it's the worst human experience. Uh, I, mean, I mean, other than ear infections. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I'll, I will agree. Uh, moving is awful. And the weird thing is, like, once you kind of get settled into a place, right, and you start getting new stuff, especially new heavy stuff, you're just like, this is it. I'm never moving again. Uh, I always say I'm just going to burn it all down and start over. Yeah. Uh, but that also seems very expensive. And illegal. Uh, I just, yeah, and ill-advised for the for the least of it. Yeah. Um, I moved into the place I'm in about a year ago. And uh, this is the first time living on my own. So when I moved in, I didn't have furniture outside of my bread. Mm-hmm. So I had to be an adult and buy couches and stuff and a washer mm. and dryer. And yeah. uh, it's it's not my favorite. So now I have a whole bunch more heavy stuff uh, that I get to move next time I move. So that's exciting. Yeah. And, and I'll go ahead and throw out a pro-life tip. Uh, be careful buying used furniture. <laughs> it's not that you shouldn't do it, but just be careful. And make sure you always got somebody to help. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, moving yeah. is the worst. It, uh, moving is awful. If if you are a per, also if you're a, a person who reads or collects comic books, you don't really think about how heavy more than one book is at a time. Mm-hmm. But when you have nine long boxes to move, you're very acutely aware. Yeah, especially when they're long boxes that aren't just full of like regular single issue comics. If it's a long box full of, uh, say, graphic novels or trade paperbacks mm-hmm. or magazines, uh, you're going to probably want to see a chiropractor before and after. <laughs> like wear a back brace, and, uh, yeah, it's that is... Or, you know, just uh, do like I do and leave your comics at your parents' place <laughs> because you don't have enough room for them in your apartment. That's fair. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're not here to discuss life tips. Well, I mean, we can. We can make that the show. 
<laughs> Life tips. Well, I mean, Pokemon has gotten me through some rough stuff. Right? It's a, it's a fun escape, because guess what? Moving things in Pokemon is somewhat easier, because you can just get a Pokemon what knows strength. I think that's a whole thing in Emerald, where you're moving in, and what are the... The in-between of Slacking and Slackoff, whichever one that is. Yeah. They're, uh, they're moving stuff for you. I don't remember that Pokemon's name at all. Is that... Is that... Uh, well, first, that's that would be Vigoroth. That's it. Yep. That's, those are the one. The Pokemon moving company. They yeah. have Vigoroth. Isn't that in... Isn't that also in Gen 3 that you're moving in? Yes. Because... Know, whichever one Emerald is. Yeah, that's... Which generation. Yeah, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is Gen 3. We're good at Pokemon, guys. I promise. <laughs> we're, we're so good at Pokemon. So, this episode is not going to be a playthrough episode. Uh, we are hoping to get back with you soon with an actual playthrough episode. Uh, I know we have been... Uh, we've had some time in between this and the last episode. Things, uh, real life sometimes get in the way unfortunately and that's okay uh we uh you know we thank you for still listening and being patient with us and i promise we're going to have some new content soon and don't forget to check out if you're interested in coming on on the show as a possible gym leader you can do that you can email the show and that's at pkmnmindbody at gmail.com and if you email the show, we will totally get with you and talk about being on the show as a gym leader or a trainer, whatever you want to want to do. We're happy to have you on if you're interested in that. Bring your gym leader Sona to life. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out. And... I think with that, I think what we're going to do, this is going to be, you know, sort of like one of our other bonus episodes where we talk about our our characters, uh, Tesla and Max, respectively. Uh, I believe uh, this is going to be something along those same lines. So we're going to try to answer these questions as best we can or just talk about our characters in general without sort of getting spoiled. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so with that said... Uh, Sky, let's actually talk about your character, Max, a little bit. You know, you talked about, uh, we, we had talked about your character a little bit on the last episode, but what made you want to choose Shinx as a starter? I mean, other than the fact that it's a cat. <laughs> I do love a kitty cat. Uh, I think that uh, the main difference, I love cats and dogs a lot, but, like, the main difference between a, a cat and a dog is that a dog is a puppy forever, but there's a definite point where a kitten stops being a kitten and starts being a cat. I'm not sure, sure where that is. Okay. That's thing. Usually stage three of the evolution. It's <laughs> fair. Um, why did I choose Shinx? Well, <clears throat> I am, obviously, I'm partial to electric types, and uh, that is Shinx's only type. I kind of assumed that it would... Uh, do like a electric dark, but uh, that never came about, mm. which is fine. I like electric. Um, but uh, Shinx was one of my like workhorse Pokemon when I got back into it a couple of years ago. 
like I picked up Platinum, I believe, and as I was playing through, because um, I like to have a, an electric on the team, because they're, you know, with the static ability or with uh, Thunder Wave, they can paralyze Pokemon so I can catch them easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I picked up, or when I caught this one Shinx, it was a, a little female Shinx, who I eventually came to name uh, Nikki Tesla. <laughs> just, just her full name. Uh, but obviously, for obvious reasons, I couldn't use that in the, sh- <laughs> the show we're doing because there's already a Tesla character. Uh, but she's, she keeps her first name. That's fine. Um, but like, I found this little kitty cat and I thought it was adorable and it had the the cute circular Mickey Mouse ears. I was like, all right, it's an electric type. You can you feel my team because uh, I had uh, mm-hmm. Chimchar as my starter. Okay. And just as I was going through, I was going to say we, <laughs> she doesn't exist, Sky. Uh, as I was going through the game, um, I you know, started to rely on her more and more because uh, before I, this was before I knew about IVs or EVs or whatever, but she had the highest defense stat she could possibly have. So she could take so many hits from other trainers. Uh, and the way I play the game is I just kind of go in like a like blood force and just power my way through. So any Pokemon who can take a lot of hits is kind of on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just you know, saved my ass a lot because like we were going through and she could stand up to all of the punishment of the various gym leaders and you know pretty much any trainer that I would come across except for like ground types. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she. She became my workhorse, and she, she basically won the game for me. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's uh, that's really cool. Uh, was there anything about Shinks, sort of aesthetically, that that you really enjoyed? Yeah, actually, well, like the I I dig the color scheme because it's you know the the light blue and the light gray. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of a darker gray, but you know it's it uh, it's a good it's a good color scheme, and it's got the highlights of yellow. Uh, I don't like Luxray's red eyes. I feel like those are unnecessarily creepy. Uh, but everything else about the design, as they go through the evolu- evolution stages, um, they're, you know, it makes sense and it looks good. Mm. Uh, like I dig their <laughs> the, <laughs> the little arm rings that they have and the way that the the gray is maps out with the blue. It, it's just it's a good look and it's mm. a powerful and durable Pokemon. And I really really appreciate that. Uh, their Pokedex entries are just bananas. <laughs> like, <laughs> Luxray is the Gleam Eyes Pokemon, so it can see through stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, because, you know, electricity. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, and, um, like, uh, Luxray, uh, I have a fascination with light, uh, and Lux. Uh, is like a unit of light. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of named for that as it's the Gleamize Pokemon and it's electric type. It's just a lot of things that I like come together and it's a giant, you know, it's a lightning tiger and that's awesome. Okay. That's cool. I always kind of thought of it more as like a panther personally, but I could I could see the tiger thing. Yeah, yeah it's definitely panthery. It's a big cat. Yeah. Big electric kitty cat. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a big cat. It, yeah. it becomes a big cat. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I, the Nikki, um, she has uh, Intimidate, which is a great 
uh, you know, special ability to have because it lowers your opponent's uh, attack values. Mm-hmm. Just very handy to have. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. It's a it's a great uh, opening uh, to any any match. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not afraid of a giant, scary electric kitty cat? Right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much my whole deal with Shinx. I just think that they're they're great and they're adorable. Like the baby version is very cute, and as it gets bigger, it gets more intimidating, which makes <laughs> sense. That's usually how Pokemon goes. Okay, well, I mean, that's uh, yeah. They they do get uh, pretty big and pretty intimidating. They don't stay small forever, folks. <laughs> Yeah. So, so how about you? You chose Magnemite, which personally uh, was kind of surprising to me. Really? I, I've just, I just never really, I don't, know, I never really got Magnemite. I guess, like it, 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 it was, ne- it was never my favorite. Like I don't okay. have anything against it. I just, it's not one of the ones that I think about when I think of my favorites. Okay. Well, I uh, when. I started getting back into Pokemon, and this really kind of started with, uh, not that X and Y was me first starting to get back into Pokemon, but, uh, I mean, I, I, like a lot of people, was very excited for X and Y. Sure. And... You got rollerblades, or whatever. You got rollerblades, and y'all, this is the first game where I no longer was restricted to being a generic brunette antagonist. I could be blonde. It was it was great. It's true. My avatar did end up wearing a, a yellow hoodie like I have in real life. So. Yeah. It was uh, nice. I was, I was so excited for that. And uh, I just kind of started thinking about, like, Team Rocket and... I've always been really uh, fascinated by science and engineering, even though I don't have a mind for things like math, (laughs) which is a big part of science. Usually. Spoiler alert. Math and science usually go together. Uh, Even though I'm not good at math or, like, planning things science <laughs> itself. I still, like I was always a big fan of things like Mythbusters and Bill Nye, right? Sure. Yeah. And so that said, like one of one of the other things I've always been a big fan of is uh, steampunk. Okay. Which I find fascinating. And I, I've always liked that aspect of say, like, uh, role-playing games being a kind of engineer-style character and how sort of uh, mischievous you can kind of get into uh, with with being that kind of character, right? Like this idea of being able to, you know, MacGyver things like little uh, bombs or whatever. Sure. Right? And... Magnemite, when I when I really started getting back into Pokemon and I started thinking about all this stuff, I started to kind of composite the Tesla character. And Magnemite seemed like the perfect starter for that character. Uh, Magnemites are these sort of 
derpy little robots. <laughs> and I love that about them. I mean, other than just kind of like thinking about like what would be perfect for this character, like I just love Magnemite. I think they're they're very cute. Now, Magnemite wasn't, uh, you know, I'll be honest, it wasn't like, say, like, my most favorite Pokemon growing up or anything like that. Uh, Charmander held that title for a very long time, right up until Cyndaquil came along. Ah. <laughs> Cyndaquil was pretty heckin' adorable. Uh, but, uh, you know, Gen 3 is when I kind of fell out, and then uh, Gen 5 is when I got kind of back into it with uh, Black and White. And so, you know, Magnemite just kind of, I, I felt like that as a Pokemon really endeared itself to me. With the fact that it's just this derpy little robot. It kind of fits a steampunk sort of aesthetic. With the screws and the steel. And so I just, I, I gravitated towards Magnemite. That's fair. Yeah. How do you feel about the the Pokemon that's Gears? I forget the name. Oh, uh, Clang Clang, I think? That sounds right. Mm. Sounds It's a little uninspired, but that sounds right. Clang-a-lang? Clank Clang. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Clank Clang and Clink Clang. Of course. Uh, I actually don't hate it. <laughs> But I don't like it as much as Magnemite. That's fair. And I think part of that is just because, like, I don't know, it feels like too much, if that makes sense. Like, In what way? I think what kind of kills Clink Clank for me is the giant nose. <laughs> okay. The giant, like, <laughs> blue rubber nose on it. But that gives everybody a target to mock punch. Or, right. Or whatever. Yeah, I don't know why I don't like Clink Clang as much. You would think it would be, like, right up my alley being a gear, but it's just, there's something about it that I just... I don't know. Well... Like, does it have something to do with it only being a steel type and not an electric? Because, like, are you more prone towards electric? Or do you, like, do you have a favorite type? Yeah, I I think that might be part of it. I do like electric Pokemon. That's uh, fair. I don't know. It's weird for me to say, like, I'm drawn to any particular type necessarily more than another. Because I, I really dig, like, the different dynamic aspects of, of the different types. Like, it's just like, well, yeah, po like, poison types, for example, are cool. They're great. I'm not going to go into a, like, into a battle with a steel-type trainer with one because that's not necessarily the smartest thing I could do. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, personally, uh, poison just never appealed to me. Like, I get that you're throwing monsters at each other to fight each other, but I, I always felt bad because whenever I would get poisoned or one of my Pokemon would get poisoned, they would continue taking damage after the battle before they changed that, and it made me feel bad. Mm. It's like, I don't want to do that to someone else. <laughs> Look, first of all, you know the risk going into a Pokemon battle. <laughs> Second, 
Well, I mean, you don't know who you're battling. You don't know that they're going to get poisoned. Well, you have to assume the risk that that could happen. Just like with a burn or paralysis or, or any other status condition. I, I, I always liked poison too i mean i i just you know i i'm kind of right there with you though it's like especially as a little kid and you're forming a bond with these uh fictional creatures <laughs> like uh-huh. yeah as soon as uh, that battle's over you're just like you're running to that pokemon center and you're just <laughs> like please 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 be okay <laughs> yeah also the bad guys use poison well yeah that too so many things but I'm not the bad guy <laughs> so I don't know I, I don't know why I just could never get into into the cl- the clink line it just seems like one of those gen 5 designs that's just it's so close to being good but there's just something about it that kind of rubs me the wrong way and I don't know what it is I don't know so, how to put my finger on it <laughs> fair so, um, what do you think of Magneton and Magnezone? I I always really liked uh, Magneton. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, it's just three Magnemites stuck together, but <laughs> yeah, I, I always I always liked Magneton. Uh, Magnezone was a little uh, that took a little bit of getting used to. But, you know, it's just like the more I look at it, it just kind of reminds me of, like, a spaceship. It's very UFO-y. Yeah, like, uh, are we all familiar with Rugrats? I know it exists. Or I know it existed, I don't know anything about it. So, there was this episode of Rugrats where Tommy gets, like... He, he, something happens and he winds up on like a remote control like spaceship. I think one that his dad invented. You know, because Stu is a uh, a toy inventor, right? Sure. And he gets trapped on it, and it just kind of always remind me of that. I'm just trying to think if there's a picture from that episode. Because I like it's one of those things. Like as soon as you see it, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's. That's a Magnezone, but I can't seem to find a good picture of it. Well, I mean, it's got a picture of a UFO, and you've got yeah. it. Yeah, but Only like with magnets on the side. <laughs> I mean, Magnezone is again, it's a, it's a little bit of a strange design, and it definitely takes some getting used to. But I I like Magnezone at this point. I'm, you know, I'm all about Magnezone. <laughs> Magnemite, okay. Magnemite is not one of those Pokemon that I'm going to keep cute forever. <laughs> like, no, we're going to evolve you because you're going to get so crazy strong. <laughs> Except against fighting or fire types. I mean, even still, he can learn maybe some... He can learn uh, uh, light screen and barrier, <laughs> so I mean that can put a stop to most uh, most fighting types. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean the key is you just gotta knock them out before they hit you. Yep. So the you <laughs> blood instrument tactics where you just go in both barrels. Yeah. I mean that's fine. That'll be fine. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, that's why I really always kind of dug Magnemite. I, I always really kind of liked uh, a lot of the scientists that worked with Team Rocket. I mean, they they are bad guys, right? Well, I felt like some of them were abducted. Yeah, exactly. Didn't want to be working there. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, I just, I always kind of, that was kind of the impetus for the Tesla character. It was a lot of that. So. Looking at his, uh, it's a Magnezone sprite right now, he looks very much like a character that you would have seen on Reboot. Yeah, I could see that. God, remember Reboot, everybody? Yes. Remember how it was so incredibly silly, and then, like, everybody quit paying attention to it, and it got crazy dark? <laughs> I do. Like, crazy dark? Like, it never should have been a kid show? Uh, I remember Enzo walking into a bar with his robot eye, and he turned his gun into a, what was it, a death cloud, I believe he commanded it? That's frightening. Yep. It just, it... Uh, shot out targets and hit everybody in the bar in the forehead with a target and just started spinning in like a like a ball or just in every direction that way it would just fire and everyone would die yeah and then like Bob eventually turned into Kevin Costner's character from Waterworld <laughs> he just sort of like slowly morphed into into that his data got corrupted like, that show was weird. Yep, and now, for my other my other podcast, we're doing The Guardian Code, the uh, the reboot reboot. Oh, that's a thing. It is. Oh, is it any good? Uh, too early to tell. First episode was very confusing. <sighs> yeah. Going in cold, so I just genuinely, I don't... I don't know if it's good or not yet. We've only watched two episodes. I don't know if I could rewatch reboot. I don't, I don't know that I could get into that. Um, I recommend watching or rewatching the uh, Mulder and Scully episode because it's hilarious. Up until the point where it's not anymore. Fair enough. So. Let's talk a little bit. Let's get back to Pokemon and not bad 90s CGI animated shows. You leave Reboot alone. That show was great. I mean, it wasn't Beast Wars. Yeah, but what was? Certainly not Beast Machines. Well, okay. We don't we don't even acknowledge Beast Machines in this house. <laughs> well, I'm in a different house and I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't really want to. I don't actually know that much about it because I could only get through, like, two episodes and head to bail. I mean, the one motorcycle transformer was pretty cool. Sure, but why did Rat Trap have wheel legs and no weapons? That was dumb. Uh, Transformers is the answer to that. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Yeah. So, anyway... Uh, let's let's keep talking about Pokemon, 
because that's what we're here to do. So, Sky, with uh, with Shinx, what are some of your favorite things about Shinx as far as, like, like are there any cool moves or, or combinations that you really like with Shinx? Um, what do you mean by combinations? I guess, like, uh, like a good example of that is, say, like, using Defense Curl and then Rollout. I don't really think that, or I don't really play that way, specifically. Oh, okay. I'm more of a attack, attack, attack until your guy drops kind of guy when it comes to playing Pokemon. Okay. Because typically... When I'm playing a video game, I'm a lot more defensive, but because it's turn-based fighting, my tactics are different. Mm-hmm. So I generally, like, when you're playing the game, you usually get the first attack, so might as well just hit it with a thunderbolt and hope for the best. <laughs> okay, fair she, enough. Shinx is, uh, well, Shinx, Luxo, or Luxray are usually the head of my party whenever I'm traveling around, so mm-hmm. they're they're usually my go-to. Okay. Okay, cool. I don't know that I ever really use any sort of, like, move combinations like that with Magnemite. I know one of my favorite moves, though, is Magnet Bomb. Just because I love the idea of, like, these little tiny, like, steel ball-bearing explosives just, like, going off in a cloud of... of... Ouch. (laughs) We're good at this. It's very descriptive, yes. Yes. Cloud of Ouch. Ouch Cloud is what it's commonly called. So. (laughs) It's what it says in the medical textbooks, anyway. Yeah. Ouch Cloud. So that's, uh, I mean, that's that's what I really like with uh, Magnemite. Do you have any, say, memorable moments of Shinx in the anime at all? I am completely unfamiliar with the anime. Um... Like, I know one of the characters I feel like in X and Y had a Shinx. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a Luxray, maybe. It, one of the Shinx line. Um, but I did not actually watch uh, any of that. Okay. Like, I didn't even really watch the, the original first-gen anime that much. Okay. Well, I, I know we had been watching the Pokemon anime a little bit on the uh, Disney streaming app. Mm-hmm. And... I know I really uh, liked Magnemite's first appearance, I think, in... It's, a, of course, you know, a first-season uh, episode, and I believe the plot of the episode is that uh, there are... Uh, there's, like, a... It's Gringy City, or... Gr- yeah, Gringy City. And... Okay. The Magnemite is following Pikachu around. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's just, it's funny because it's just this derpy little robot that doesn't know any better. It's, <laughs> Magnemites are, are cuter, more dangerous versions of robots. <laughs> it's just a floating eyeball. Yeah. It's just adorable. How can you not love a Magnemite? <laughs> They're precious. You have to protect them. He's made of metal. He's probably fine. I mean, for the most part, yeah. So, let's maybe talk a little bit about uh, about our characters. And I think, you know, at this point, we'll just take some time. We'll 
maybe answer some, again, some of those, like, original character questions. Uh, we'll go through a couple of those and, you know, see what we can kind of ruminate on about our characters. Okay. So we've got uh, a list of questions here. You've got it on uh, your side as well. And I think it would be cool if we just go back and forth. And so we're just going to talk. Uh, I'll start with the first question. You answer, I'll answer, and then you can ask, so on and so forth. Sure. So the first question is, people don't behave the same way all the time. In fact, they generally have a mask for every social group. Friends, family, business. Sometimes they have a different mask for different groups of friends. How does Max act around different people? How does his personality shift and change? Hmm. I don't think that it does a whole lot, the way I've been playing him, at least. Because um, he hasn't really come across any new people yet, except for the girl who's... <laughs> whose backpack we got beaten up for. Um, yeah. We definitely didn't almost die for. Because, <laughs> like, uh, he comes from a small town, so he knows everybody already, so it's he's pretty casual with most people. Um, and also, I decided that he's John Ralphio, so that might <laughs> come up more as we move into different cities and stuff. So he just has the one setting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So far, anyway. I'm going to see if I can't turn up the John Ralphio a lot more, though. <laughs> please. Please do. <laughs> It'll be the best. <laughs> so, I guess, uh, you know, talking about Tesla and to answer that question, I think Tesla is more quiet or reserved around authority figures. Sure. Uh... You know, because otherwise that might be suspicious. So, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, just uh, trying to stay out of the way and be quiet uh, and uh, respectful around authority figures. And other than that, I, I think uh, he's pretty laid back for the most part. Uh, or... <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to play him a little bit more laid back. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe he's been a little uh, high-strung, but... Uh, that He that did a- almost die, like, twice, and we've only done three episodes, so... He did almost... He, he did almost die twice, and one of those times he was literally strung. <laughs> in a web. About yes. to be eaten by spiders. I feel like that's... That's a reasonable ex- excuse to be a little anxious. You might be a little anxious during that. So, uh, I-, I think that's uh, pretty a pretty fair estimate of Tesla's character as far as that goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm going to jump down to uh, question number five. Uh, okay. What happens when your character doesn't get what they want? Tesla doesn't get mad. He gets Gets stabby. Well, even stabby, tomato, tomato. Those are both very, very much the same thing. 
Yeah. How about how about Max? How does uh, how does Jean Ralphio Max act when he doesn't get what he wants? <sighs> Probably sings a little disappointment song to himself, but goes about the rest of his day without a whole lot of problem. He's not gonna uh, pout. He might. I don't know. I I don't like the idea of playing a character that pouts. <laughs> I don't know. What? That, that seems like a like a pouty character. John Ralphio or Max? Yes, John Ralphio. Well, John Ralphio doesn't really come across a situation where he doesn't get what he wants. That's true. He's he's not used to that, which is why I think he would be pouty. That tracks. But I don't know. I I, I think Max would uh, be better. His mom raised him better than that. <laughs> Max to his mother. I've never done anything wrong in my life. <laughs> and then she'll look at the Kangaskhan that takes care of him and roll her eyes. And say, I know this, and I love you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, so your mother has a, has a Kangaskhan that helped raise Max. That's right, because she was a single mom. So she had a Kangaskhan that would keep track of me, or him, rather, uh, keep him out of trouble. Okay. That trash. <laughs> they're they're very maternal Pokemon. That's right. <clears throat> and I believe I don't know if I named her, but I'm deciding that the Kangaskhan's name is uh, Karen because that's a good mom name. I'm a little mad at that for many <laughs> reasons, not the least of which it's a pun. <laughs> Well, apparently I had my mom's Pokemon written down, and apparently I wanted it to originally be Nana. Like the dog from the, from Peter Pan. Okay. Uh, but I think Karen's better. Yeah, Karen works. That's, uh, that's pretty, pretty solid there. Okay. So let's, let's move... Oh, right, because my mom is an electric... Tra- she works at the... Uh, electrical plant or whatever so she has a lot of electric on her team as well including an alolan raichu who also helped keep track of max as a kid who because he's psychic and knows what you're going to do before you do it so he can head off any mischief or whatever okay that's uh that's interesting (laughs) so i'm going to jump down to another question here we're just kind of jumping around all over this list because uh, it's about a hundred questions, folks, and we're not gonna go through all of them. Some of them are repetitive or not applicable. Yeah. So I think this one is pretty interesting. How does the character's living space reflect their personality? And I think for this, since a our characters as Pokemon trainers are out on the road, let's stick to how does their bedroom their personality because when you're a kid even even when you're say 11 12 or 13 like our characters you know that's that is your living space that's true so how does max's bedroom reflect his personality <laughs> well um i think we decided that it was going to be full of ninja squirtle stuff teenage and ninja squirtles that's right yeah um and he's into comics, so there's probably a lot of comics in there. It's probably pretty messy, 
but all of his stuff is in his room, so he's not messy anywhere else. Mm. Okay. So that's at least pretty polite, because he's messy, but only to himself. And if you're in his room, that's, you know, that's his house. You can't tell him what to do. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles. <laughs> are they also named after famous Renaissance painters? Um, or are that they, is an excellent question. Is, are there... Or are they named after famous uh, painter trainers? Ooh, I like that. Or the Different famous class. smeargles. Yeah, different <laughs> famous smeargles. Um, that is hard to say, because originally Pokemon was kind of supposed to be the real world, so maybe they're named after famous astronauts in this one, because it's the only real world that's bled in, as far as I recall. That's true. Um, I like... I don't know. I could go either way. I don't have any specific names for them off the top of my head. I mean, I definitely think there was a Pokemon sort of like medieval period. They talk about kings and wars and everything in, in mm. X and Y. Yeah, because of uh, the evolved form of Honedge would uh, yeah would would be would flank kings or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's assume they are named after the same famous Renaissance painters. Who who is Max's favorite favorite teenage mutant ninja squirrel? Uh whoever happens to have the swords, obviously. Leonardo. Okay. Yeah. If if we're choosing yeah, we just established we're choosing that name. So yeah, Leonardo. Okay. The sword guy. The sword guy. You know, there's sword guy and then the there's uh the other bladed weapon guy, and the two blunt force trauma guys. That's right. Yeah. That's uh, that's how you name the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles. Okay. Well, it's not inaccurate. Okay. So does he have, like, a poster of the Squirtles? Oh, I imagine there's many posters and... Uh, many posters. Okay. Because growing and up as a kid... I definitely had no less than three in my room at any given time. Okay. Including, because um, <clears throat> my grandma worked at a Burger King, so I got all of the emotional <laughs> stuff after it was done. So okay. I had, like, a hanging display that had, because uh, Burger King had, like, four cassette video cassettes mm-hmm. <laughs> that came out. For, uh, so I had each of those, and uh, the display and the poster that they had uh, in the restaurant on my wall as well. Okay, so are we definitely saying that uh, Max's grandmother worked at a Pokemon equivalent Burger King? <laughs> uh, Burger Eggslash, yes. Burger Eggslash. No, 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 no. Uh, Burger Slowking. Burger Slow Burger Kingler. Burger Kingler. Burger That's a, Kingler. That's like a uh, Long John Silver's and a Burger King. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah, okay, I would probably eat there. <laughs> My wife just said from the kitchen that the podcast is over. <laughs> it's been a show, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Burger Kingler. Okay. Now, would uh, would Max have had, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtle, like, a sheet set? Oh, of course. Yeah. Like he the, probably the sleeping bag he probably has with him in his bag of holding is definitely Ninja Squirtles. What about like 
does he did he have like a tent set? Like here's the little <laughs> sleep tent and the sleeping bag. Um, maybe not the tent. The tent's a regular tent, but the sleeping bag okay. definitely. Okay, sleeping bag definitely. And of course, you know you can't have uh, you can't have the teenage mutant ninja squirtles without their you know trainer, Radicate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. Uh, any anything else that Max might have in his in his very messy room? Uh probably a couple of game systems. Okay, all Nintendo, like, of course. Naturally, like you know, like every Pokemon trainer has. Oh, yeah. it's the newest one. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe a couple of things, because um. As we established, he likes the sword guy, so he has that pocket knife on him that his dad got him, and his does, dad was a rock climber, so does, he has some of that stuff too. Does the pocket knife look like an Agus slash? Ah. <laughs> uh, or is I'm, that too fancy? Nah, more like a more like a hone edge. More like a hone edge. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's got like a little a little lanyard on it. <laughs> uh, that okay. would be clever. I mean, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. Like, just in real life. Yeah, I was going to say, I want that right now, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, I hope we come across some Hone Edge at some point. I mean... Yeah, Haunted Sword. I'm not in charge of that. (laughs) I know. Lucas, if you're listening to this, (laughs) it sounds to me like Max wants to almost die. Yeah, a whole bunch. That's what a Pokemon journey is about. A whole bunch, he says. <laughs> Max gets the magical forest conga. <laughs> I get almost eaten alive by spiders. Hey, you split the party. I did split the party. That's on me. Okay, so he's definitely got uh, his uh, Hone Edge pocket knife. Any Anything else that you can think of that would sort of define Max's living space? Like any kind of books or anything that he would have or comics that he would have or anything along those lines that he would have like up in his room? I feel like we discussed the comics before but Probably. he would definitely have a bunch of art stuff up there as well. Okay. Uh, a lot of drawings of both, uh, you know, the Ninja Squirtles and the various superheroes, uh-huh. and probably a bunch of uh, sh- uh, Nikki as well. Mm. Okay. Okay. Is he a is he a big fan of Sonic the Cyndaquil? <laughs> I, he definitely played the games, uh, but he doesn't remember how much he likes it until he's actually playing it again. Ah. Okay. I actually just searched Sonic the Cyndaquil, and there is definitely art of that. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? Yeah, I'm actually... I'm going to save this and drop this in our chat because this is great. <laughs> uh, I'm actually probably just going to drop it in our Facebook chat. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Will do. Okay, so he's a big fan of Sonic the Cyndaquil, playing it on his uh, Nintendo Beginnings. <laughs> totally fictional system that we're just making up here. Ah, Okay. We're building the universe, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, what about you? Same question, but with the word names and such switched. <laughs> the same question, but about your person. 
Yeah. Uh, so Tesla's room is fairly clean, maybe? I mean, it's not like gross, but uh, it's, uh, he's got a desk, he would have a desk for drawing things, planning things, what have you. And he's got that. I would say he's got, of course, like his own TV with, yeah, uh, a couple game systems like you mentioned. Uh, and definitely uh, some uh, Crow Batman. And, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Some uh, Crow Batman and Fletchling comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are, those are his favorites. Uh, of course. Probably some posters to that effect as well. Uh, he would have uh, sheets and oh, like a sheet and bedspread set of the Mighty Morphin Pokey Rangers. Because <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you do. Right? Of course. Yeah. So he would have that. Uh, probably a uh, little stuffed uh, Teddy Ursa. Adorable. Yeah, which may or may not be in his backpack currently. <laughs> uh, I would say it is difficult to cuddle a magnemite. They're very yeah. pointy in some places. Yeah, and I mean steel is is all fine and good, but you don't want to curl up with that at night. Yeah, sleep on it wrong one time and you learn your lesson. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, uh, he and magnemite have their own, you know, space when they're when they're sleeping. I would imagine that in his bedroom he does have, like, a little bed for Magnemite. Do Magnemites sleep? I mean, they recharge, I would think. I suppose you can hypnotize it and put it to sleep. Yeah, so... So, yes, okay. Yeah, I would think... uh, I would think he has, like, a little bed for Magnemite. And... He would have a poster of uh, Einstein, the famous poster with uh, Einstein sticking his tongue out. Mm-hmm. But not Nikola Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if he would have a poster of Nikola Tesla. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Everybody should know that Nikola Tesla actually invented the Magnemite. Right? Screw that Thomas Edison guy. <laughs> Look, Thomas Edison was a crook and a thief <laughs> and a no-good just guy all around. This is accurate. I don't know why this image won't load into our Facebook chat, which is <laughs> really dumb because I really want you to see this. So maybe I'm just going to drop it in here instead. Anyway, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else he would have in his in his room. Probably like a big footlocker or box at the foot of the bed that has all of his uh, prank paraphernalia in it. Mm-hmm. And it's really all I can think of. Well. When we left, you ran up and grabbed a whole bunch of different implements. 
<laughs> yes. Like what we could fit. Yeah. Like a bunch of ball bearings from something or other. Mm-hmm. To make a pipe bomb or something? Well, well why did you have ball bearings in there? I don't know that pipe bomb is the best word to say on this podcast. <laughs> After uh, certain awful events. Yeah, everything's horrible. Everything is. Uh, let's see. I, I wouldn't say nec- not to not to build anything like that, but uh, definite uh, prank instruments, slingshots, ammo for said slingshot, pocket knife, uh, you know, thing- things along those lines, a crowbar. So that's uh, that's Sonic the Cyndaquil there. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. That's a thing somebody made. Yeah, they didn't put a whole lot of effort into it though. I don't know, I'm pretty okay with it. Uh, they just recolored it and added some extra lines. I, I mean, mean it's it doesn't look terrible, but it looks I don't I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't know I don't know how else Sonic the Syndicate would look though. Well why wouldn't you make all of his spikes fire? Well, Cyndaquils don't have fire coming out of their heads? <laughs> that's... That's a good thing I just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's really all I got on, on Tesla's bedroom. That's not what I wanted. I would think he would, he would definitely have one of those, like, uh... Tesla spheres or balls, you know, it's the, the oh the the plasma sphere yeah the plasma ball you'd have one of those from Spencer gifts yeah exactly I definitely have two of those yeah I need one I need one in real life <laughs> yeah in real life I have two of those I we need to get some of those plasma spheres is what we need to do. You know, I, like I'm in the th- the Thunder Tiger Megazord. Yeah. Well, I mean, how else am I going to pilot the Thunder Tiger Megazord? I can't imagine. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's. Uh, yeah. I was watching. I was watching Ninja Steel today, and that Megazord is bonkers, man. I mean, it's no train Megazord. Well, part of it is a train. That's concerning. The right leg is a train, and the left leg is uh, most of the train and a dog. And the left arm is a dragon, and the right arm is a dump truck, and then there's just a, a boy that sits inside of the chest. It's super weird, man. You know, we're still working our way through Lost Galaxy. Ah. So, we haven't gotten to Ninja Steel, but that sounds frightening. <laughs> it's real weird. There's also, a lot going on. Also, I really like Lost Galaxy. <laughs> uh, Captain Mutiny is just the best. Uh, I'm partial to Time Force myself. <laughs> Yar, my whole face is a giant pirate ship. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder yes. he's cranky. He can't get through most doors. 
Well, if he's captain, he should have had them widened. Well, he probably... AMA, did. come on, man. Yeah. ADA. American with Disabilities Act. Yes, ADA. Yes, Space Monsters with Disabilities. <laughs> SMDA. Right? Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so that's really all I got about uh, about Tesla's living space. What else we got here? Um. See, you're already Jean Ralphio a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but that was real life, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. A lot of these questions are kind of bummers. Um, That's an inappropriate question. How hairy is this character? <laughs> Not very. He's a child. Um, like, this one's super weird. What are their teeth like? That's so weird. Um, like teeth. <laughs> you know, regular teeth. Oh, Max's are definitely shark teeth. Or, or no, they're wooden. They're wooden shark teeth. He he lost his regular teeth to syphilis. That's right. Just like the president. Is that what happened? Uh, I just assumed it was the 1800s and their dental care wasn't great. And there's solving, you know, the cure for everything was, well, let's just pull that down. Well, that was definitely a part of it. But I thought he had wooden teeth because syphilis. Hmm. I did not know that syphilis would destroy your teeth. Live and learn. Uh, let's see. Alright, so we're definitely going to avoid uh, what turns this character on. How about <laughs> if this character could master a skill instantly, which would they choose? Repeat that? If this character could master a skill instantly... What would they choose? So you're oh. downloading information from the Matrix. Hmm. What do you want to choose? I'm gonna go ahead and go with deception. Like just to what end? Ex- or like like expert level sneaking, spying, talking your way out of situations. That that kind of thing, because you can really do just about anything with that. <laughs> That's fair. So, like, master of disguise, or just like maybe not necessarily disguise. Like, I feel like that would be a part of it, but that wouldn't be like the main focus. I would consider all that kind of under one umbrella. That's fair. How about how about Max? If he could master one <laughs> skill instantly, any skill, what would he master? Well, given the campaign we've had so far, and the fact that I said he downloads it from the Matrix, I'm kind of thinking Kung Fu. Detect spiders. <laughs> that wasn't a problem for me. Um, but if because you know he got beaten up a couple of times and he keeps getting attacked by Pokemon and stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> Being able to fight good would be pretty handy, or at least defending himself. Um, Who knows? Maybe while we're in 
what do you call it? Ice Town? Iceberg. Iceberg. Which is definitely Yeah, Iceberg Town, which is definitely not the actual name of the town. Frostmourne, I think it was. Yeah. Something that actually sounds like a town name. <laughs> At least no, it was Ice Flow Town, I th- yeah. think was the actual name, and not one of the like six I <laughs> rattled off for the course of that two minutes. <laughs> That's one of Max's other great character traits. <laughs> yeah, I did region <laughs> can't name a city to save his life. Well, it's like, you know, you're from there, so you don't know the names of the streets. You just know where stuff is. Yes, you see, the the, the native peoples named it Ice Town, which means Town of Ice. <laughs> That's geographically correct. I mean, at least Frostmourne sounds like a Pokemon Town name. Yes, but it's also a very deadly sword, as I understand it. Possibly? It's... I don't know. It's like the Soul Edge, but different. That sounds like a sword name. (laughs) Soul Edge is from Soul Calibur. Um, Frostmourne is... The Lich... Whatever game has the Lich? The Lich King? Like World of Warcraft, maybe? One of those. That sounds like World of Warcraft. Because there's the Wrath of the Lich King. That, okay, it's probably that then. Mm. Okay. But, yeah, it at least actually sounds like a Pokemon Town name. <laughs> yeah. And not Ice Town? Not Ice Town. Not Iceberg Town. Glacier Valley. <laughs> that isn't terrible. <laughs> um... But I don't know, maybe for like a real skill, if I were in the Pokemon world and I were Max, and I wanted a skill that would help, I imagine, probably want something to help me, you know, be a good trainer. Maybe the ability to actually understand all Pokemon. Okay. Instead of just generally knowing what Shinx is trying to tell me. So, a Poke-Tongue, if you will. Yeah, a Lick-A-Tongue. That's it. That's the show. That's canceled. We are canceled now, forever. <laughs> what a bizarre Pokemon that is. One of several. No, I think all the rest are pretty normal. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a you know god that you can put in a ball. You got like a, an onion fairy that can travel through time. It's yeah. It's all that's pretty normal. The rest are all birds and dogs. It's fine. Birds and dogs. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. There's 800 Pokemon, two of which are gods. <laughs> well, one of which is a god, one of which is an onion fairy. Yeah. The third of which is a strange tongue beast. <laughs> and the other 797 Pokemon are all either birds or dogs. Yeah, or some variation of bird or dog. A cat's just a smaller dog. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Birds or dogs. All of them. (laughs) You can't tell me I'm wrong, even though some of them are balls. Just like 
so many are just designed around being spherical. Have you noticed that? Like, when I started yes. playing Pokemon Go, I noticed how many of them are just spherical with some other stuff thrown on there. Just smash cut to Max <laughs> doing the, uh, the is this a pigeon meme. <laughs> but he's holding, he's holding an Atkins and he's asking, is this a bird or a dog? I'm doing it. I picture him doing a TED talk. Yeah. First, with a flowchart of God, onion fairy, bird, dog, and then just a, a huge tree of uh, Pokemon genus. Here's why snakes are really just smaller dogs. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> Look, that's a joke, but that sounds like a very interesting TED talk. No, it really doesn't. I mean, I'm going to watch that TED Talk, but only <laughs> only exclusively to make fun of it. I'll watch it, but under duress. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get lucky, and in Frostmourne, or Iceberg Town as it's called by one person, <laughs> uh, maybe there'll be like a, like a judo studio. <laughs> you know, a, a karate place. Could be fun. Yeah. Uh, also, why aren't Judo Studios just called Judios? <laughs> Judios. Because that sort of sounds like a cereal made after your aunt. Okay, that's fair. And now the podcast is canceled. <laughs> this episode is all different ways that we should get canceled. <laughs> is, is what this is. Yep. That's fair. Well, you know, I'm I'm having fun making stupid puns, as as I want to do. So, let's get back to some questions. I'm sure <laughs> there are a couple of other questions we could ask. Let's see. You you asked the last one. Let's see. Sensations are powerful things, and often certain scents, sounds, touches, etc. can invoke memories strongly associated with them. Which of those sort of sensory factors have imprinted on Max? Well, the most obvious choice is scent because the part of your brain that processes the scent information is also the same place where it uh, stores all of its long-term memory. Mm-hmm. So that's why scent is such a, a powerful memory stimulant. Okay. Likewise, uh, whenever I smell copper tone uh, uh, sunscreen, I get flashbacks of band camp because that's what I would wear every morning when you would go out to learn the drill and stuff. Mm. Okay. Was Max in band? Definitely. Okay. What instrument did Max play in band? Um, saxophone. Saxophone? Yeah, why not just lean in and make him me exactly? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Can't think of a reason. Yeah. It's okay that these are self-insert characters. I feel like that's kind of the point. I would say 90% of the characters I've made are self-insert characters. Everybody who's listening to this, guess what? Most of what you've heard so far on this show is pretty much me exactly to a T at, like, age 13. (laughs) So, yeah, this is... 
that's kind of the point. Yeah. We're old men, and we want to be little kids again. Who doesn't? You guys remember how awesome life was at 13? And by awesome, I mean not all that great at all, because kids are awful. But, how great but would in, be... But in this world, we can leave the house and go fight other monsters with tinier monsters ourselves. Right? It's great. So I think it's infinitely better than being 13 in real life. Yes. Okay. Undisputably. Yeah. So Max played uh, saxophone in his school marching band. Okay. Did yeah. he did he bring the saxophone with him? Hmm. I mean, we didn't specify that when we left, but who knows? Maybe Lucas can make that happen. <laughs> I'm going to say he probably didn't because it's a, a relatively sensitive instrument and you don't want that just jostling around in your backpack. Also, it's like 20 pounds. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is not completely accurate. It's, it's much lighter than that. But it is, you know, delicate, as, as it were. So, uh, And I don't see that, you know, being helpful at all in the Pokemon journey. Okay. I mean... So, you might need to lead a conga line. <laughs> no, I was just able to pull out my phone. Yeah, well, you might not be able to, to get to the Cherim Poppin' Daddies. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they uh, maybe they go on on the YouTube and get that taken down. Mm. Whatever well, we what if it, maybe it was a Spotify streaming service? You don't know. Okay, okay. A, uh, <laughs> a Spenda... Spendify? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Spendify. There we go. We're good at this, everybody. Spinda does sound like a DJ in the Pokemon world. Right? It's DJ Spinda! Wears like a giant, like, Spinda mask. Like the, yes. the dead mouse thing. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. yeah. But I would totally probably be all about some DJ Spinda. <laughs> hmm. I can only see him playing EDM, and that's not music. I... I'm not even, like, a, a, an EDM fan. Like, I mean, I like some techno, mm-hmm. but, like, it, it's probably just more of an aesthetic thing. Like, I'm just <laughs> gonna... Fair. I'm gonna wear my DJ Spenda t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I, we could probably make that as a shirt. <laughs> well, we gotta bring him into the world first. Yeah. But that's a, that's a thing I can make happen. So, okay, so any any other sounds or, or scents or, or anything like that that sort of invoke Max's memories or what memories are associated with what smells? Uh, I imagine the smell of coughing uh, triggers his uh, memories back to... Uh, what's her name? Crap. The, the older lady, the one who gave us the candy. Mm. It's not Mrs. Green, it's Mrs... been a bit yeah it's it's been a minute um but her you know yeah just listen back to like episode two she's yeah in there. that was from like half a year ago <laughs> yeah um what else oh <laughs> anytime i get pummeled i'll probably remember something about dr redwood okay <laughs> that's, that's part of the deal this is my life now <laughs> Um, 
and the scent of Sunflora will probably uh, trigger some memories of Mrs. Green. Gravel! Mrs. Gravel was the other one. Yeah. She gave us the candy. Mrs. Gravel. You got it. I got there. You got took there. A took a minute. Let's uh, just, like, take an hour for you to go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I, I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head, but uh, how about you? Okay, uh... You know, Tesla would be a big fan of the smell of warm Lepa cider. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is one of his favorite drinks, especially in the fall times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, kind of reminds him of growing up. Or, well, as growing as, as much growing up as you can do by the age of, you know, early adolescence. Uh, so there's that. Uh, well, we did just wander into Iceberg Town, uh, formerly Ice Town. Uh, so there's probably some hot lepo cider we can find somewhere. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm going to be all about that. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, so there's that. I would say... The smell of burnt hair. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. That's a gross, awful smell. But we're talking like burnt, like, arm hair or eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. Something I mean, exploded in his face. Yeah, exactly. Or something didn't go quite right, and that happened. Also, your mom and dad are inventors or yes. engineers or Scientists. something? scientists so i imagine yeah they've probably done a couple of experiments at home yeah and maybe not your eyebrows maybe it was theirs yeah or the smell of like uh say like glass being left on a burner right yeah yeah those kind of just like awful science smells yeah or maybe you saw your dad throw a coffee can full of gasoline onto a fire i mean that's a thing that's probably happened So there's that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other scents or smells that would be associated with uh, Tesla's memory. Hmm. Well, he's moved around a lot, right? So maybe cardboard. Yeah. Cardboard. Yeah, there's there's a lot of moving smells. You know, packing peanuts. What's the What's the name of that one shampoo that has the kangaroo? Aussie. Aussie. So, I guess in our universe... It's a little on the nose now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, Why isn't there a kangaroo Pokemon? There is. Well, Kangaskhan doesn't count. (laughs) It's more of a dinosaur than a kangaroo. Is it really? I mean, take a look at it. It's definitely a kangaroo. I don't know. It's equal parts a kangaroo and a dinosaur. It's just as much... Just because it's a marsupial doesn't mean it's a kangaroo. Is that the dividing line between us? I would argue that Kangaskhan is definitely a kangaroo. It does have Kanga in the name. Yeah. So I would say that uh, in our Pokemon universe... Aussie shampoo is still a shampoo. 
but it's got a, uh, you know, it's still purple, and it's got the white uh, silhouette of several Kangaskhan in the background. <laughs> okay. Is it the subtle purple of the baby Kangaskhan? Yes. You know, it's as gentle as a, as a mama Kangaskhan's touch. Mm. Okay. And, if you cross and, her, that ain't very... Yeah. <laughs> very well, that's, that's kind of the whole point. But, uh... You don't want to get into any tangles with the Kangaskhan, and this shampoo doesn't leave you with tangles. <laughs> it's a long way to go for nice. that. For that. But, uh... I think it paid off. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh... The, the reason I'm, I'm saying all of this is to say that the smell of that shampoo would remind him of his mom. That's uh, a, a frequent item. So I would say, like, just like, that's a thing. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No, I can't think of anything else. As far as like smells go, uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> okay then. Uh, so I'm gonna go off book here with the, this next question. Okay. Um, what are the top six Pokemon that Tesla wants in his party? Oh, that Tesla wants in his party. Yeah. That's... That's tough, and I feel like Lucas put you up to this question. <laughs> uh, I don't think that happened. Unless he has powers I'm unaware of. Because, like... He's asked you to narrow it down from the 500 to something a little more manageable? It was only just every Pokemon. It it wasn't even every Pokemon, but <laughs> it really wasn't. Was it too many Pokemon? It might have been too many. Okay. Okay. <sighs> are you concerned with type coverage, or are you just looking to be thematic? I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to pick just six. Because, yes, part of it's like a type coverage issue, part of it's like... Who's my faves? Poochiana is definitely one of the toppest tops. See? They're all dogs or birds. They're all dogs or birds. <laughs> so Poochiana's definitely up there. They are cute. And durable. Uh, Snow Runt or Swinub, I think, are kind of tied. Spiro is uh, again Spiro or Murkrow are also kind of tied there, and that leaves us with what uh, four more. I wasn't keeping track, but I can if you want. We said. Puchiana. 
Snow oh, run. I don't have a pen nearby. Hold on just a sec. Snow. Uh, I'm just counting on my fingers here. So Poochiana, Snow Runt <laughs> or Swinum, Spiro or Murkrow. So that leaves us uh, three more here. Um, so we got Magnemite, Poochiana, and what else? Murkrow. Uh, Poochiana, uh, Murkrow or Sparrow. Swinub or Snowrunt? Let's see. So you got two more spaces. Well, I'm not counting Magnemite. Because he's oh. a starter. Well, so. yeah, but he's still taking up a slot in your spaces. Well, yeah. I suppose his party goes. Um... It's a, it's pretty hard. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Spenda. Really? Like Spenda or Teddy Ursa. And then. That kind of narrows it down for me. <clears throat> and Lucas, this is not the final list. <laughs> One, two, three, I just I want to make that clear. Nine. Well, you got it down to nine. That's pretty good. Ish. I mean, that's somewhat a little bit more manageable. But <laughs> Lucas, just ignore this port. Just. Turn the episode off before you even get this far. Um, retroactively? Yes. <laughs> I suppose you could cut that and put it further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably do that. So, what about Max? Well, <clears throat> I think Max... Uh, would be concerned with uh, type coverage, so his would be a little more diverse. Um, obviously, I've got my Shinks right up front. We got Nikki. Um, so I would like to get a Litleo, mm-hmm. go along with my big cat theme. Okay. Are you gonna name him Simba? Uh, actually, I was gonna name. It either Iroh or Mako. Okay. After Uncle Iroh from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, or Mako, the actor who did the voice of <laughs> Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. So nerd stuff. Yeah. Surprise, this is a Pokemon podcast, dude. <laughs> yes, that's fair. I say nerd stuff with all the love in the world. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, 
I would want to have um, a Sylveon. So I guess an Eevee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that way I can, you know, stomp any dragons into the ground that I need to. So is Sylveon your favorite Eeveelution? It is. I didn't think it would be, but then I got one uh, in Sun, and then I learned that it, you know, Sylveon can just, like I said, stomp dragons into the ground. So now this pretty, <laughs> this adorable little kitty cat with bows on it can just kill a dragon. And I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, it's pretty rad. I came all the way around because I thought it was a, a very busy design, but now I kind of love it. Um, so I got, uh, I'm missing a water type, so, um, I would like to get a Froakie, because I like, uh, Greninja quite a bit. Okay. I mean, you could just go with the Eevee theme and get a Vaporeon. Vaporeons are pretty amazing. I don't like their look. I mean, it's fine. I, the goofy Shakespeare collar and the, the well, mermaid tail are fine, but okay, it's just that, not my favorite. That's a fin, not a <laughs> collar. And also, they can camouflage themselves as water. That is neat. But if I could have a ninja frog instead, I'm going to go that way. Well, of course, because ninjas. Right. Ninjas are kind of Max's and mine thing. Yeah. Um, so we got water, we got electricity, we got fire, we got fairy. And that would pretty much cover all my bases so I can get two neat alternates in there. Uh, I would like a Pawniard, and uh, I would name it Saki. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't name it, uh, Shredder? Or Luka uh, Saki? Saki. Okay. That way, it's a nod towards Shredder, but it's not that obvious. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, I would like to have <laughs> maybe a cutie fly or a Minior as the last one. Just, uh, I, I really like Minior a lot, even I though really, rock types I really are great. like Minior, too. It's, it's adorable. It's just a float and smiley face, and it just casually rotates in a circle. It's great. Uh, I would ideally like a purple one. Um... But, uh, but yeah, that would probably take everybody up. Um, and if not the Pawniard, I would probably switch it out for either a Tropius or a Scyther. Because mm-hmm. I take those guys a lot. Giant Leaf Dinosaur. Uh, it really doesn't. Who can fly? It's really neat. It's got Banana Neck! Okay. Alright, well, that's a, that's a pretty interesting list. Okay. Well, I think we can call it a show. <laughs> okay. I think we can. I think we uh, have enough here for a good show. And everybody, I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Sky, where can people find you on the internets? Uh, you can follow me on the Twitters. I am at Sandwich Surplus. Um, I also run my own podcast called Pop Culture Failure. We're currently doing the reboot reboot, as I may have en- mentioned earlier. If it didn't get cut, uh, is it is it better or worse than Animorphs? Uh, well, like we're only two episodes in, so it is better, <laughs> but it doesn't make any more sense. Okay, <laughs> so far. Um, 
there's some stuff that we called immediately that I'm pretty sure we're going to be right about, but only time will tell. Uh, you can follow that at Failed Pop Culture of No E, um, or you can listen to it on any podcatcher, or you can yell at Alexa to play Pop Culture Failure, and it'll do that. It's pretty oh, neat. Fancy. Yeah. I think with Google Play, you can do that too. If you have a Google Home, you can ask it to play our podcast, and then it will. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much all the places you can find me. All right. Well, cool. You can follow me at Space King Bobby on Twitter. Uh, at Space King Bobby's blog on Tumblr. Don't forget to check out the other cool shows that we do at nerdfixstrangers.com forward slash listen. That includes Nerdfix Strangers and The Wrestling Time Machine. Check those out. Also, you can follow Lucas on Twitter at GM Starson. Check out uh, his cool YouTube gaming channel where he does all sorts of, like if you like Magic the Gathering, check that out. Uh, and with that said, you can follow the show, Pokemon Mind and Body. You can follow us on Twitter, at Pokemon Mind Body. You can also follow us uh, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pokemon Mind and Body. And everybody, if you like the show and you like what we do and you want to keep supporting the show... Uh, you can check out our Ko-Fi. We have a uh, Ko-Fi. That's just ko-fi.com forward slash nerdfixstrangers. Uh, believe it or not, doing the show is not free, and any sort of uh, small donation you can kick our way, that goes right back into supporting the show. If you want to support the show for free, please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us out. And don't forget to check out eventmakesthings.com for all sorts of cool dream catchers, jewelry, nerdy badges, comics, wrestle buddies, and everybody, guess what? The holidays are coming up. You can get yourself a nerdy stocking. <laughs> you need something to put those presents in, and a nerdy stocking is exactly what you need. So check out avetmakesthings.com for all of that. And uh, you can email the show uh, you can email the show at pkmnmindbody at gmail.com. If you're interested in being a gym leader or a trainer or a character, please, by all means, come check us out. And we, we would love to have you on. Uh, so check that out. And I think with that, I think we can safely say it's been a show. I believe it has. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.